Welcome to The Man Show, the first ever episode. I'd like to thank everyone for joining in. I'm super excited to do this. Uh, I'm your host and one and only Austin Mann. (laughs) Uh, And yeah, today we're going to be talking about football, NFL, the great sport. Uh, First off, before we go into anything, I want to say thank you for anyone that's listening. Uh, It really means a lot. Um, I've been wanting to do this for a long time. I thought that sports has always been interesting to talk about, especially the NFL. I love football. My favorite team's Tampa Bay before Tom Brady was here. That's a big thing. Everyone thinks I'm a bandwagoner. Don't know why. I'm just super excited to do this. Uh, This episode is going to be more or less a testing episode. Uh, I'm not going to go too far into anything. I just want to make sure I get used to this because... Currently, my studio, as you say, uh, is me in my car. Um, yeah, in a parking lot that's pretty much nowhere, no one here. So yeah, uh, it's going to be a little bit weird for me. So uh, please forgive me if I do anything stupid or say something stupid. Uh, I'm going to try to fix that. Editing-wise, I'm trying not to do that much editing with at least the first episode. I want to do more in the future. Uh, I want to do a lot more in the future, actually. I want to bring in guest uh, stars, as you should say, um, to be on the show. I already have a couple of people in mind uh, that know a lot about football and know especially about certain teams in the NFL. Today, like I said, I'm going to keep it simple. And we're just going to focus on grading teams. I I found this really fun, actually, where I wrote down every single team. And just wrote how I felt about them and gave them a grade. A school grade, A, B, C, D, F. Of course, F being you suck, you're horrible. A being you're amazing. I want to point out before we do this that just because you're a team with a good record doesn't mean you get an A right off the bat. Just because, I'm going to spoil some stuff, just because you're Pittsburgh Steelers and you started 11-0 does not mean you're going to get an A. Now, of course, you're not going to get an F, but you get the point. On top of that, if he had a bad year, if your record is bad, that doesn't automatically give you an F or a D. It really matters on how a player is playing, or the coaches doing their jobs. Of course, we have to think about injuries. We also have to think about narratives. One thing I love about the NFL is narratives. One is a narrative. It's a story. (laughs) It's a story about the NFL that makes the NFL super fun to watch. Uh, For example, I mean, this year, one of the more fun teams, in my opinion, to at least talk about was Washington. A team that was pretty much the underdog and the comeback story for several people. You have Ron Rivera. Battling cancer, defeating cancer, congratulations. And then, of course, you have Alex Smith, who went through hell and back, and somehow is playing football. Uh, truly inspiring stories by both of those guys. Uh, and to bring them to the playoffs, when, in all reality, they shouldn't have even won many games. Like, they shouldn't have won, what was it, seven games? They shouldn't have won that many. Uh, just stories like that make football amazing. And 
the best thing about it is stories in the NFL usually have something to back up. We don't just say, oh, Washington is a really good story just because of Alex Smith coming back. I mean, that's great and all. But Washington also played really good football in key scenarios to get them into the playoffs. So those type of things influence the grading, at least for me. Now, if I did a pure skill rating system, which I can do later, teams would probably be different. Bad teams would probably... All the low-ranking teams would probably have bad rankings. Saying that, it's not always going to be the case. Um, yeah, so let's get into it. I kind of spread it open to like the di separate divisions. Right now, we're just going to focus on the AFC. We might do the NFC this... Uh, episode i'm not for sure i want to keep this episode somewhat quick just to test out everything but and again i don't know what i'm doing and i don't know how long each episode's gonna be I i'm really just winging it right now which i know is probably not the best thing but i just wanted to make this and put this out for you guys and see who wants to watch it or listen to it so let's start off with the patriots Remember when I said about stories being a big thing and everything like that? That's why Patriots get a B. A passing grade. Congratulations. Now, I know they only went 7-9. First time they've been out of the playoffs in a very long time. But let's remember one thing. And I know the news media for sports and a lot of my friends had the opposite reaction. But let's remember... When Cam Newton was signed with the Patriots, Cam Newton wasn't ready to play. I was a big believer, just because you get Cam Newton doesn't mean you fix your problems. On top of that, Cam Newton, and I'm sorry to say this, is more or less a washed-up quarterback. With all the injuries that he's had in his career, and on top of that, he hasn't had a good year in a long time. It, it amazes me that people thought that just because Cam Newton went to New England, it would fix everything. Of course, now we know it didn't. And, you know, I give props to Cam Newton for playing the way he did. Like, he did better than I thought he would, in a way. Having only five touching pass, uh, touching, passing touchdowns, wow, that's hard to say, is really bad. Of course, but, man, he, he gave it his all, and I, I give him pro uh, props for that. On top of having a question mark on your QB, which isn't a good way to start the year, on top of that, Patriots have the most opt-outs in the whole entire league. And that's the killer. If you don't have your starters on defense and offense, you're not going to win games. And I already know Patriots don't have, especially on offense, any, like, big threat players. I mean, their best wide receiver is Edelman. Edelman's not your number one wide receiver. Never has, never will be. On top of that, Edelman's getting older now. But with most opt-outs in the league, a huge question mark on your QB who hasn't performed well, honestly, since his Super Bowl run. And with no threats on wide receiver core... 
going seven and nine is honestly really amazing. I, I was not. Uh, I thought this would be a three win, four win team. And of course, Bill Belichick is amazing. He's the best head coach in the league. And a lot of props to him. Like, I I did not expect it. I, I did not expect them going seven and nine to be in the playoff hunt, even for, you know. I think it was like four or five weeks they were in the playoff hunt still uh, before getting kicked out. Even with that, amazing, honestly, was a very good year for them. They have a lot of holes. They got a lot of questions to fill, one one of them being quarterback, another being wide receiver, and hoping you can also get your players back next year. But, man, I mean, yeah, I think B is a good, uh, good place for them. Next off, Jets. There's not much to say about these guys. I give them props for winning two games in a row, especially against Pittsburgh and then Cleveland. Again, Pittsburgh, I'm going to have some thoughts of when we get to them. But especially Cleveland. Cleveland, I don't think, is a bad team. I think they're really good, and they showed it in the playoff game against you know Pittsburgh. Uh, good, good for the players. Good for the players. Uh, I can say less about Adam Gaze. Adam Gaze is the one of the worst head coaches, if not the worst head coach I've seen in football in a very long time. It's amazing to me that Adam Gaze made Ryan Tannehill look bad. <laughs> he made him look bad. It, it looked like Ryan Tannehill was a super bust, everything like that. Second round Tannehill doesn't have Adam Gaze, and I understand different system, different uh, players, different coach, and that could help Tannehill out a lot, especially when you have Derrick Henry. But Tannehill looks Tannehill Tannehill looks amazing, and it's hard to say with the Jets. There's so many question marks just because of how bad Adam Gaze is as a coach. It's like, is Sam Darnold really that bad? It's hard to tell. Like, I would say automatically, like, yeah, Sam Darnold's not good. He's regressed a lot. It's time to move on. But Ryan Tannehill's right here as a perfect example on why not to trust Adam Gase. Uh, I, I hope the best for the Jets, and I feel bad for Jet fans winning those two games because, you know, you miss out on your first pick overall, and you were going to get a Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> Who's a different breed of himself. Um, but hey, good job for the organization not being a part of the 0-16 teams. It, it's hard to come back after that 0-16 run. I mean, you have the Browns that did it who took a long time to get better. I mean, they just now, this is their first year that they actually looked really good. And of course, of course you have uh, Detroit, who uh, still is in La La Land, who has no idea what they're doing. I'm sorry uh, for the Detroit fans out there. But yeah, good job for the Jets winning those two games. I can care less about the coaching staff. Hopefully, uh, whoever, whichever quarterback you go with, hopefully uh, something changes. Next off, we have the Dolphins. I'm, I'm just going to say it now. My favorite team, of course, is Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're my favorite team. They will always be my team. The Miami Dolphins are really getting close to my second favorite team. They're not quite there yet. 
They got one more year to work on me. But they have been playing amazing football for the most part. Brian Flores is one of the best young coaches in the in the league right now. I should say head coach. He it's amazing. Every player respects him. And this is coming from Miami, which not that long ago was a place that felt like you just go there for retirement. You just go there to die. Like, that's what it felt like for the longest time. Props to Brian Flores and the crew that he brought in. They have made Miami a team to be scared about. They have a little bit further to go. I think they need some help on the offense, of course. Uh, Tua scares me a bit. Uh, I think Tua can be a really good quarterback. I think he will be a good quarterback. The thing that impresses me the most about Tua is just his lack of turnovers. It's amazing to see a rookie quarterback be smart, be patient. It feels really amazing. I know a lot of people were comparing him uh, to Russell uh, Wilson early on. I'm not going to say that because it's way too early to tell where Tua is going to be. The only thing that scares me about Tua, and this might be because oh maybe there's not enough threats on the offense and maybe they're still trying to figure out the play calling with him, but Tua is way too safe. Tua doesn't make those aggressive plays that you have to make. And again, sometimes it's going to turn into a turnover. I'm excited to see what Tua does in the future. I'm hoping he's not going to turn into that system quarterback. Again, there's nothing wrong being that system quarterback. Phillip Rivers has made a living being a system quarterback. Has he won a Super Bowl ring? No. But he could take you to playoffs. A system quarterback can take you to playoffs and can win you a Super Bowl ring. Don't get me wrong. I hope Tua is more than that. I hope Tua can become that Russell that people want him to become. And Dolphins, honestly, I don't even think I gave Dolphins their score. Yeah, no. I give them an A. They, they honestly have been playing amazing football. And I know 10-6 and six getting being not in the playoffs is really devastating. But, man, they, they have such a bright future. And they had such a good year for being a year that was just really testing everything out. It was, it was a test year. And they went 10-6, and six, almost made it to playoffs. They lost to the best team in the AFC, in my opinion, being Buffalo. Next up, Buffalo. A. If I can give them an A+, pl- a plus, I would give them, but I'm not going to do that because it would be too comp- complicated. There's two words that describe the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen. <laughs> Josh Allen has turned, has turned into... An, an amazing quarterback. It honestly is breathtaking to watch him play. He's so good. He he can run the ball. He's he's a good runner. He doesn't turn over the ball that much. He slings it now. <laughs> he slings the ball now. And he's confident. And once again, in his first playoff game for this year... Last year's first playoff game ever was kind of a disaster. This game, he this playoff game, he looked really good. I don't know what the future holds for him. But man, 
Josh Allen looks amazing. And I'm he's the franchise guy. A lot, a lot of people are comparing him to Big Ben uh, with the, the arm capabilities when Ben was in his prime. Which they're right, but he's so much more than Ben. He's so much more. Like he can run. He can do he can do everything. Of course the offense even without Josh Allen is really good. The coach has done an amazing job with Buffalo. It's time for Buffalo to rise and become that team. I think they're the best team in the AFC. I think they're better than Patriots. Or Excuse me. I'm used to saying Patriots are the best. I think they're better than Chiefs. If Chiefs and Bills played today, I think the Bills would win. I could be regretting that statement really soon, but, you know, whenever. Steelers. That's that team that I was talking about earlier. I was like, just because you had a good record doesn't mean you're going to get the highest score. Now... I wanted to give them a C. I really did. Because I'm not a... I, I'm just going to say it. I'm biased. I don't like Pittsburgh. Uh, I won't go into why. Unless people really want to know why. I just think their culture is a little bit loud. And loud teams, in my opinion, don't do good. I mean, look at all the loud teams. Eagles have been loud this year. Look at what they're at. I mean, all the loud teams, man. Dallas. And look at all the quiet teams. Quiet teams being Dolphins, Browns, Ravens, Titans, Chiefs. Chiefs are quiet. Now, I know a lot of people talk about the Chiefs because Patrick Mahomes and all the star power on there. But the Chiefs, during the offseason, Chiefs are dead silent. During days they don't have games, they're usually pretty quiet. I think there's a... I think there's a reasoning. Steelers are super loud. I'm going to give them a B to be nice. They did start 11-0, and I understand they had a super weak schedule. Uh, some of that was due to injuries on the opposite team, which, of course, is, isn't Pittsburgh's fault. Pittsburgh's still a good enough team to win against bad, game, uh, bad teams. That's why they went 11-0. Playing against good teams, Steelers are going to have a problem. I know Big Ben, a lot of criticism has been on him, and I criticize Ben all the time. The problem is, Ben is getting old, of course, has one year left on his contract, and I do think he will play next year, mostly because Steelers have so many problems with the running game, they have to fix that. They have to. And they have a high draft pick, so it's not like you're going to be getting the best QB in the draft. Now, they could get one, I guess, and train them under Ben. I would rather get Ben another Super Bowl ring, or at least try to, uh, with an actual running game and, you know, free agency or the draft, either way. Steelers are good enough to beat bad teams. They're not good enough to win against good teams. The Browns exposed them. Let's be honest. Uh, but yeah, solid B still. Speaking about the Browns, let's talk about the Browns. Uh, Browns, A. Uh, they are, again, one of those teams that have a really good narrative for them. They have a great story. And it, this story's been a work in progress for two years now. 
with uh, Kitchens being just a terrible head coach. Nothing against him because I don't think he was ready to be a head coach, and I think he knew it. But for a Browns team that was really bad last year and to turn it all around this year, a lot of that is going to go to Kevin Stefanski, the head coach, and he's going to be winning coach of the year. He should. I think it's Kevin uh, Stefanski, and right below him is Brian Flores. Um, Stefanski, though, deserves all the praise. Saying that, Baker, this is the first year that I felt Baker felt like a really good quarterback. And it showed in the playoff game. It showed in multiple games this season. Baker looks good. Now, does Baker rely on the offense to run the ball a decent amount so that his play action can be a little bit more deadly? Sure. A lot of quarterbacks do that. There's only a few quarterbacks in this league in history that it doesn't matter how bad of a team they're on, they're amazing. One of them is Tom Brady. One of them, and I think he's turning into it, is Patrick Mahomes. And of course, there's more, like Peyton Manning when at his prime. Ben at his prime. I mean, as much as I don't like Ben, Ben at his prime was amazing. Back to the Browns. Baker looks really good. Uh, credit to the, the Browns, man. Credit to Cleveland. I know Cleveland fans, I have, a, I know a couple, have been wanting this season <laughs> for a long, long time now with all the number one pick overall bust. Johnny Manziel, for example. It's a laughable franchise that has finally found its footing. I'm super excited next year. I know they're not out of the playoffs as I'm recording this and as I'm uploading it. But I'm super excited for their future. I don't think they're a Super Bowl winning team yet. I think they need another year with Stefanski. But man, A, A. And if I can give them an A+, plus, A+. Plus. Uh, Knicks, Baltimore Ravens. Man, this has been a year for the Ravens. They've had ups and downs. Right now they're looking up. It's hard. I would give them an A if last year wasn't amazing for them. Like last year was their best year yet. And, uh, of course, this year they weren't as good. Mostly because, you know, injuries, COVID. Um, some questionable play calling in some of the games. Like making... Lamar throw a lot without play action and without running the football. And again, I get it. Some COVID situations happened. But man, ever since Lamar took that poop, he's played amazing. That poop must have done something to him. I don't know. Like, I, I sometimes, without getting too graphic, sometimes when you really need to go and after you go, you feel really good. Maybe that's what Lamar did. I don't know. Of course, I'm joking somewhat. But, man, Lamar has had a really good year this year. Of course, is it better than his MVP year? No. But, again, how many players do you know can have an MVP year and then the next year be at that MVP level two years in a row? Not many. Shoot, I mean, Tom Brady doesn't even do that. I love Tom Brady. Ravens, they look amazing. Their system works. I'm a little bit afraid of Lamar turning into more or less a system quarterback that really 
needs a running back to scare the play, needs a good play action, and of course his legs are amazing, and he could do anything he wants to with that. He's the best running quarterback out there. Um, I am a little bit afraid of their future just in that regard, but man, if... I don't know, if Lamar can continue to run like that and throw at a confident level, even if it's not a lot, I don't see them having any problems anytime soon. And yeah, I give them a solid B for that. Uh, Bengals. In all reality, it's hard to grade the Bengals. It's hard to even talk about the Bengals. With with, uh, Burrow, it was a B. Without Burrow, it's like a D. I give them a D mostly because, hey, they did beat, they did beat Pittsburgh. At least they did that. At least they did that. Ooh, okay. Had to stretch there for a second. Sorry about that. Again, I'm in my car. It's a little bit weird. Where was I? Yeah, Bengals. Without, without Burrow, this team is totally different. Uh, so I'm going to give them a C to be the, in the middle ground. Burrow, man, he's the whole entire team right now. They have a long ways to go to become that confident team. They didn't look that bad with Burrow, honestly. Their wide receivers didn't play that bad. Uh, the tight end game was actually really good. I'm excited to see what they do next year. Their defense is horrible. Uh, their defense is such a joke in the NFL. Uh, hopefully they can get better. It's going to be a couple more years, I think, until we really see the Bengals do amazing things. But, man, it's hard to give Burrow a failing grade. It's hard. Uh, next, Jaguars, F. First F, well, no, second F uh, for the AFC. I actually have one more uh, F. Jaguars, there's not much to say. They're actually the most boring team to watch. I know a lot of people say, oh, the Jets the worst team. No. Like, when Jets were losing every single game, sure. But, man, if Jets and Jaguars played today, Jets would would win. I, I don't know what you can expect with Jaguars when Glennon, Mike Glennon's your quarterback. You know, good for him that he's been able to make a career uh, being in this league. But he's not hes not a starter. We all know this. We already knew this. The only bright side that I see for the Jaguars is like, hey, you get the first pick overall, you get Trevor Lawrence. You have options. Take them. Build this team up. And see where you can go. Not that many years ago, Jaguars looked like they could be the next amazing team. With that defense, oh my god, that defense was amazing. Uh, and even their offense wasn't that bad. Ooh, excuse me, it wasn't that bad. I don't know. I I hope Trevor Lawrence does well there. I know a lot of people saying, Trevor Lawrence, there's no way he's going to fail. I'm not going to say that because injuries can happen. But every now and then, you get a quarterback, and it's very rare, that you just know is going to work in the league. Andrew Luck was that last quarterback that, that you just knew. It was like, yeah, he's working 100%. And he did. <laughs> uh, 
I think Trevor Lawrence will be the next Andrew Luck. Hopefully he stays in the league longer. Hopefully he has more success. Um, yeah, a lot of hope for Jaguars, but man, it, it's just it's hard this year. They, they deserve an F. I mean, horrible coaching. Uh, the coaching is just really bad. The, the organization's in a bad place right now. Really bad place. And that's a key thing. I haven't even talked about it yet. But the front office and the organization and the GM and the coaching and the ownership also really matters. If you don't have a good front office, you're not going to do good. I, I'm sorry. And like More than likely, you're not going to do good. Look, look at the Dallas Cowboys. They've been able to put so many good elements to that team, especially on offense. And they're still just middle of the middle of the road. Why? Because their front office, their ownership, is garbage. Especially their ownership. Like Jerry Jones, I, I, in all reality, is a good owner. Dawson, in all reality, is a terrible GM. He could pick talent, don't get me wrong, but things aren't clicking. He also might not know how to hire a head coach. We'll see in the future for Dallas. But yeah, ownership has everything to do with it. Jaguars don't have good ownership. Colts. Uh, I give them a B. They are a classic good team that needs some help, but can still win games. I said earlier, Phillip Rivers is that perfect system quarterback. And what I mean by that is he works with your playbook. He works amazing with your playbook. Wants the Colts' playbook, or what should be their playbook. When it works, it's running the ball, doing little passing. <laughs> and when you do, it's play action to scare the team off. That's when the Colts are. Notice, though, every single time the Colts lose, for the most part, they're behind. And I know it's like, duh, well, when they lose, they are behind. What I mean from that is... Phillip Rivers cannot play from behind, especially when it's a big deficit. He's a system quarterback. He needs that run. And if you're behind a lot, you need a quarterback that can throw the ball a lot. He can't. I mean, some of those games where he just had to, he's had to start slinging it to try to win the game, those throws were horrible. He overthrew... His wide receivers, he threw into double coverage, triple coverage at one time. Interception, Interceptions all around. Colts need a few parts, one being QB. And that's going to be interesting during the offseason. We'll talk about, we're, we're going to be talking about every team more in the future. But man, uh, they just need a few more keys. They just need a few more players to be that super scary team. Because their defense, their defense is good. Next, we have Tennessee Titans. We talked about Ryan Tannehill a little bit earlier ago. Tennessee gets a classic, really good B. 11-5, almost didn't make playoffs. They have a lot of defensive problems with pass rushing, especially. They got to fix that in the offseason. Uh, Ryan Tannehill had amazing stats this year. Not a lot of people notice this, but if you actually look at his stats, he 
is at the MVP caliber. He honestly is. He is the unspoken MVP candidate that people should have been talking about more. Again, should he have won it? Probably not. Aaron Rodgers is having the career that, or having the season that is just amazing. I don't know what I was trying to say there. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, Ryan Tannehill looks amazing. Of course, I mean, that running game for Tennessee. Derrick Henry, oh, my God. Derrick Henry's the scariest running back in the league right now. I'm interested in what happens. I'm a firm believer that running back is a super uh, important part in your offense, but you have to understand your running back isn't going to be in it with your team as long as your other positions, as long as your wide receivers, and as long as your QB. Running backs get hurt. They slow down. Uh, so many things happen. I mean, just ask just ask Atlanta. Uh, saying that, man, Titans, they're such a physical team, especially their offense. It's just a physical team. I'm a big fan of them. I've been saying for a long time now, of course, no one here on the show really knows, unless, like, you know me and you're listening. I've been saying for a long time, it's like, man, AFC South is getting better and better, and it's going to continue to get better and better. And last year, last season, I was like, I might have been wrong about that. It just seems like Houston's kind of just running away with everything. And then all of a sudden, man, (laughs) Colts get out, get a... You know, a good system quarterback, win games. Titans start to do their rebuild or restructure, as they say. And uh, they've been playing amazing. And now, of course, you have the Jaguars who are getting Trevor Lawrence. That and Houston has a Watson. Amazing division. I'm super excited for the Titans' future. I think Ryan Tannehill is honestly where it's at. Uh, next up, Houston. Speaking about Houston, Watson's amazing. Watson gets an A+. Houston gets an F. Bill O'Brien, Bill O'Brien, Bill O'Brien. I mean, when I was trying to make notes for every single team, I was just I was trying to think of what Houston did wrong, and everything that led me back was to, no, oh, Bill O'Brien. I originally uh, used to live, not long ago actually, near Houston. So I was a Houston fan already. Of course, Tampa Bay being my main team. But I was a Houston fan. I wanted to see them. They're they're the the, uh, local team. You want to see your local team win. And when Bill O'Brien, the organization, drafted Watson, I was pumped. And it it was amazing. That year, the Houston started 0-4, I believe. And then after that, they finished 11-5. and five. That year was the most amazing year <laughs> for Houston history. Houston history, honestly. Houston NFL history. But man, every single problem now comes off of Bill O'Brien and his more or less just lack of knowing what to do as a GM. Usually I try not to blame people when they're thrown into a position where they have no idea what they're doing and it's going to take a little bit to get used to. But even if you have no idea what you're doing, there were some plays that that Bill O'Brien did 
in the offseason that just didn't make sense. Getting rid of your best wide receiver, who, by the way, is a top three wide receiver in the league. Possibly top one if you want to get down to it. And trading him for a washed-up running back. And trading him for only one second-round pick. That, that's not good. It's not good. The whole entire team hated him. When J.J. Watt comes out and yells at you... J.J. <sighs> Watt's a nice guy. Or at least I think he is. I'm sure he is. And when J.J. Watt just goes down your throat, you know you've you done something wrong. Chargers. One of these teams where... Herbert, I would give, like, a very impressive A... Chargers as a whole with coaching and the rest of the players not really playing that well, I would give them a D. Again, I think it's a mixture of everything with stories and everything, so I'm going to give them a C. I think they're a solid C team. Uh, they went 7-9, yet they were probably the scariest 7-9 team to play. They were. How Justin Herbert just was a... Justin Herbert was the quarterback this year to be the most impressed of compared to all the rookies. I think Justin Herbert, honestly, looks to be the best rookie to come out of this draft. I think if you get a good head coach that can work well with him that doesn't choke games away, and you can also get a good special teams maybe, <laughs> uh, you can win games. I hope, I hope, man... I like the Chargers. I want I want to see the Chargers do well because right now they like they're in LA, but no one in LA likes them. I mean, why would you? You have so many good teams in LA, and then on top of that, you have a better LA Rams. Yeah, I don't know. Chiefs. I mean, there's not much to say. 14 and two. Patrick Mahomes is amazing. Tariq Hill, amazing. The coaching's amazing. They have probably the scariest burst of offense ever. They're the only team that I know of, well, really since, like, like when Moss was with um, New England. That's probably the last time I've seen it. But this offense is the first time I've seen in a long time that it can just score in 10 seconds. And it's not a hassle for them to score in 30 seconds or less. They get an A. I mean, every if I can give them an A+, plus, they would get an A+. Plus. I probably should, but oh well. Uh, there's not much else to say. Patrick Mahomes is the future of the NFL. He's the next Tom Brady. A lot different from Tom Brady. Will he win as many rings as Tom Brady? Probably not. Because I think the NFL is just harder I think Tom Brady at his prime now, if Tom Brady was younger, but played in the league as of now, Tom Brady would not have as many rings. And I'm a Tom Brady fan, and I'm not afraid to say that. Saying that, that's not taking anything away from Tom Brady. He's still the GOAT. He's still the best QB ever. But man, Patrick Mahomes, magical. Just a magical guy and nice guy. 
and I said it earlier ago, quiet teams and quiet players play the best. Look at Antonio Brown with Pittsburgh. Look at, I mean, Pittsburgh as a whole. <laughs> you might, like, man, during the, that 11-0 stretch, they were quiet. After that, then he had, like, dancing on the logo. And again, I don't, like, I don't like that. But I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. But at the same time, man, why are you trying to be loud now? Chiefs, they're quiet. Patrick Mahomes, super quiet. I love that. I love that about the Chiefs. Andy Reid, super quiet. Las Vegas Raiders almost said LA Raiders. It's so hard to tell from them. I give them a C. They have... They're missing something. And they're the one and only team that I don't know what they're missing. I, I look at them. They have an offense that's scary. They have an offense that, like Chiefs, can just turn on a dime and score instantly if they want to. They have a great wide receiver core. Uh, their defense is a different thing. Their defense is really bad. I mean, we saw them lose games at the last second because of that defense. They probably got kicked out of the playoffs because of that. They're missing something, though. Uh, it's hard to tell. Is it quarterback? I don't think so. I think Carr's good. Is he, you know, top 10, top 5 quarterback? Especially top 5? No, he's not. But you don't have to have that. It's so hard to get a top 5 quarterback in this league. I mean, it, it's really hard. Ask the Patriots right now on how hard it is to find another amazing quarterback. Uh, part of me want to want to say wants to say that the Raiders just don't have the coaching for it right now. And I love their, you know, I love Chucky. I mean, he won us the Super Bowl with Tampa. I love Chucky. I love Chucky so much. He's one of my favorite coaches ever. Um, he's a great. Uh, analysis player or player coach he knows everything about football he really does but man there's so many games this year and including last year but they just kind of the team just ran out of steam i don't know the last afc team denver uh denver went five and eleven drew Locke at times looks amazing majority of the time he looks bad they're a d um i'm not going to give them an f because they've had a lot of injuries and what the league did with them with the whole quarterback situation that one week with having a wide receiver start is stupid and i don't like the nfl doing that it didn't matter if they were out of the playoffs or not come on dude just wait a day um and denver's not the only team they did that too. Detroit is another team, uh, which we'll talk about later. Not in this episode, but we'll talk about Detroit uh, later. Uh, I don't think Drew Locke's your answer. I think you have to get a new quarterback. I really think you do. That division is getting so hard to play in. I mean, you have the Chargers who got Herbert, who looks like the next... I mean, best quarterback, honestly. Uh, you have Chiefs, who is, in all honesty, probably the best quarterback as of now in the league. Not 
oh, not of all time, but as a quarterback playing right now, he's probably playing one of the best. Um, yeah, I don't know. Denver needs a lot of problems. They have a lot of problems. They need a lot of problems. They have a lot of problems. It's hard to say uh, what they need to fix off the back, but I would definitely point at quarterback. And I would also point out they need better management. They don't have a good front office. Their owner doesn't really know what he's doing. I know he's an NFL legend. Uh, I just think their front office is really messed up, and I don't think Drew Locke's the answer. So that's all the AFC teams. I'm not going to do the NFC teams because I don't want this to be a 10,000-minute episode. Uh, We're going to talk about one more segment before we end this episode. I want to talk about something that I think everyone's talking about right now. Uh, Eagles. I said earlier Eagles were a super loud team this year. And again, loud teams don't do well. There's not many. Every now and then you get a loud team that performs really well. I mean, look, when New England had Tom Brady, I'm going on this rant again, but when New England had Tom Brady, they had maybe one year that they were loud and good at the same time. Every other year, all the other years, they were quiet and they won. Look how many Super Bowl rings they have. Amazing organization. Eagles, not so much. Uh, Eagles fired head coach Doug Pe- uh, Peterson. Uh, time of recording this, I think, was yesterday they announced it that they fired him. Uh, I want to talk about uh, what this means for the NFL and what this means for the Eagles and what this means for Doug. I want to be the first one to say, like many people, I was outraged by watching that game. I watched it live. It, it was an outrage to see Doug, and we can't say this 100%, but Doug lost the game on purpose. It, it It's sad. I've never seen that ever happen in the NFL, at least that obvious. That obviously. Uh, Doug, I, I've never seen a head coach do that. I like the announcers said in that game, I couldn't have done it. And, you know, I, I never played football. The closest I got to organization was banned. I'm not that super athletic guy. And I know that might be crazy for some viewers that are first-time listeners. They're like, oh, he's talking about football. He has to be athletic. No. I'm just a, I'm, I'm a lover of football, man. I love football. I love the NFL. Even when they do stupid things. But what Doug did was a joke. And it made the NFL look bad. And I don't have any remorse for wanting him fired. I don't like saying, and people that don't know me, they'll learn this. I don't like saying, oh, this person should be fired. I think there's so many things that factor into it. I don't like saying, oh, 100% this guy is horrible. Fire him instantly. I don't like doing that. I like to see what plays out. This is one of those moments, one of those rare moments I was like, yeah, you have to fire him. Or else your organization's doomed. Just think about this. Doug, by himself, destroyed the relationship with Wentz. 
I understand Wentz wasn't playing good this year. And I, I think he deserved to be benched. And I don't think Wentz is the future for the Eagles anymore. But Doug, man, he, he did nothing to help make that relationship work. He did nothing. It was always just a back-talking relationship where you could tell Doug, like, Doug didn't really have much faith in Wentz. I think it makes it look worse. Again, that last game, Week 17, that game that Doug lost on purpose, I think it makes it look even worse that you were willing to put in a guy that doesn't belong out there instead of putting Wentz back in or keeping Hurts. I mean, you should have kept Hurts. Um, even if Doug uh, Peterson wasn't losing the game on purpose, so let's say if what he said after the postgame in, with, with the postgame interview was actually through where he thought whatever his name, I already forgot his name, whatever his name was the best option for them to win. Even if he believed that, if he did, that shows automatically he is a terrible head coach. If you actually believe that, you shouldn't be in the NFL coaching. You shouldn't. I mean, I'm nowhere near a head coach level, of course. I'm just a fan that likes talking about sports, and I know that. Adam Gaze probably knows that. Even Adam Gaze, and I, I, get, I give a lot of, you know, poo-poo on Adam Gaze. Adam Gaze at least had the balls to say, we're not going to go 0-16. I'm not going to lose these games on purpose because I know I probably won't be here anyhow. Let's work and win a game. Now, I give it to Adam Gaze there. Doug, though, I know they're nowhere close to 0-16 season for the Eagles. But, man, that Week 17 loss, how that happened, it felt like an 0-16 year. It felt like it. Um, Yeah. I could rant on for this for a long time, but we're going to start winding down some. I hope you guys enjoy this. I hope I hope this is good. I hope it's good enough. I know this is the first episode, so I'm expecting myself to kind of patch through all the weird moments. And I want to add some music in here. But as of now, I just wanted to talk about sports. Get this out get the feeling of this so I'm not afraid to do this because it is weird especially when I'm sitting in a car in a parking lot with my headphone on and you know it it, it, I'm, it just feels weird but I'll, I'll get used to it I want to say thank you guys for listening if you made it through the, all the way through the uh, video or video audio whatever you want to call this I'm su- super excited to see how you guys react to this. I hope it's good. I hope it's good. I hope it's good enough for the first episode. Uh, thank you guys for everything. Um, I don't know when, when my next episode will be out. I'm going to try to make a schedule. And I'm going to try to make a time of how long the video is going to be. I'm seeing right now this is around a 52-minute uh, episode. Which doesn't feel that bad, honestly. Uh, we'll see how it goes, though. Uh, thank you guys for everything. Again, I don't know when the next episode will be. It'll be soonish. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys. I, I don't know. I'm going to say thank you guys way too much. But, yeah, uh, I'm super happy to be doing this. It has, gets me something to do. I know during the time of COVID and everything like that, it's it's a crazy world. 
Uh, thank you guys for everything one last time. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed, and I will be talking with you guys soon, hopefully.